And now the second half of our interview with Sheila Hain of Children's Rare Care. raising our daughters to be polite right we can't keep raising them to you know what let's just smile right let's just no Mm -hmm. and your situation you had no choice but to um i don't step up isn't the right word i would say stand your ground yeah not let anyone take your voice and even now like you said you're still dealing with that yeah Yeah, and she has a diagnosis yes yeah yeah quick when it comes to the diagnosis and what you're dealing with, is there, are, is there something, and you may have asked this already, I had to step away for a couple of seconds, but so is there anything that you can do? Is there any type of like patient advocacy, like program or like people that can come with you? And when they come in the room, like, like, you know, almost like a lawyer for hospital, you know, like, I guess I'm just like thinking off the top of my head. Is there like a a lawyer for patient advocacy, someone who could be there and that the healthcare professional knows that, okay, listen, this is a, this is someone who is here representing this family or helping represent this family. So I've got to be on my best behaviors. Right. Do they have anything like that? Is that something that you've so looked into or what I've learned? Um, we are trying to create that, but what I've learned from our own experience and talking to others is that you can ask for a child advocate. Um, it's always good to get Advocate. The chair involved, the chair of the whatever department you're in involved, if there's an issue, um, you can get a social worker involved uh, and just to document everything all the time. That's one of the most important things you can do. And to uh, learn to use your voice. I've had to do this where my daughter had a blood clot in her heart last year. Uh. Um, and the the doctor came in the room and started to talk about the blood clot in her heart and how she could die from it in front of my daughter. So I've had to, it's just like common sense like that. And this is a nice doctor. She wasn't trying, trying to be rude or anything, but she just didn't even think about how that would affect my child's health her mental health. So I've started where I now tell them ahead of time, anything serious, you have to talk to me in the hallway. I do not want to scare my daughter. I don't want her thinking about this stuff. I don't want her to you know, she shouldn't have to think about this. Let me worry about mm-hmm. it. And if it's something that she has to deal with, then we'll talk to her. You don't just come in a room. So there's little things that we've learned along the way that make it easier. Um, we know right away when we get a nurse that's just, my daughter will take the IV and stuff if you're patient with her and she'll ask to be patient. But there are so many that will try to be patient for like one minute. And then after that, they're like, no, we're going to have to hold you down. You know, and I know to get rid of those mm, nurses yeah. right away and ask for somebody else. Because why are you even working in pediatrics if you don't have the patience or the tolerance or the compassion? And I know these are probably good people. I don't mean to vilify them. I'm sure they're great people, but they're, there's a lot of cold people that just, if you haven't lived the experience, I think mm-hmm. as I told you earlier, something else personal about me. I mean, I have extensive training in the psychology field. Um, like I said, I told you my degrees. And I've helped a lot of people, but my brother, my younger brother died from suicide and I've helped people that have gone through that. But until it happens to you, you have no idea what it's like and you can help other people. You can have read the book, you can have read the books, you can have all the training, but until something like this happens. So I've tried to step back now rather than feeling like I would like to slap most of these people in the face. I've, I've stepped back and said, I know, I tried to tell myself, I know they haven't been through this. And I know in my heart, if they had been through this, they would feel completely different and they're probably a good human being. So how can I t- 
talk to them or how can I get across and make them realize a little bit of what this is actually like. And I've actually tried to step back a little bit because you're in, you're in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You are in the mm-hmm. beginning. You are literally in fight or flight. This is your child. And the mama bear comes out. You All you want to do is make your child feel good to to make her better. And you're, you'll fight for it. And I was, and because such the bad experience, I, I started to go into doctor's appointments traumatized. I was also traumatized from this experience. And I went in as a traumatized person expecting that the all doctors were going to be this way. So I would be defensive in the very beginning right away too. So I had to step back and kind of, I'm coming to this point in my life where I'm trying to integrate, trying to move forward towards cooperation and some doctors make it a lot harder than others. Uh, she has a pretty good team now, but we have to deal with so many people that we're inevitably going to come across this a lot. It's just the way it is out there. Until, like you said, they get more training, uh, training as far as bedside manner and compassion and how it affects the mental health because your mental health affects your physical health. Yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely does. does. Um, we're going to have to just learn new ways of dealing with it. Your daughter's so young. And hearing that stuff affects her in a deep level. She is not at an age that she can reason out like we can. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a possibility. It's probably not going to happen. But when you walk into a young person and be like, you can die, what they're hearing is most likely I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And it's really, and I I know Kyle can't say stuff like that to somebody. We're pretty sure you're going to die now. Um, This is a really bad heart condition. So we're Mm -hmm. taking you to the hospital. Good luck. You can't say that stuff, can you? No. When <laughs> when when the person says it, I believe them. Man, I just man, I feel like I'm going to die. Okay, my my spidey tingles go up because I've in my experience when someone is of sound mind and not mentally, you know, mm-hmm. issued with, with the situation, they're not on a mental health crisis. When someone's like, "Man, I don't know," you know, I was just mowing the lawn and all my I just feel like I'm going to die. I'm like, oh, it's on now because in my experience of 25 plus years in the healthcare field, I've seen people start to die as soon as like, not as soon as they say it, but it's inevitable that they're, they're going to head down the drain like that. So like when it comes to us saying that to someone, you know, when we sign them off, that's a time when we can kind of get a little more blunt with them, but they're also trying, they're refusing care. So we can like, okay, listen, you know, you could have this, this, and this, and this happen. That could be even something from a fall where they hit their head and they're an elderly. Okay, listen, we want you to go to the hospital because you're in the danger zone with being an elderly who hit their head, who's on Coumadin. You could have a stroke from this. Like, I need to be blunt then, but there's a time and place for bluntness. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. So. And you have to consider the cognitive ability, the cognitive ability of the person and the emotional, um, their emotional age, all of that to process it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't, I, I just don't even know what to say because the, the trials that you are going through with your daughter and watching her be in this daily situation. I mean, if you didn't have the education and level of information that you have, I'm not sure that it would have come out the same. I I think your ability to stand your ground and just be able to keep demanding for more, because it could have been years that you were taken around. It was you demanding each step that caused them to be forced. Because by the time you got that specialist, you had to basically confront the doctor that was refusing to let you have a specialist Mm -hmm. because of her ego. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have experience in it. 
She couldn't do it. She just wanted to believe she could and try and use your daughter like a guinea pig in her practice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to me, oh my goodness. Yeah, Yeah. that would have been, um, I would have had a lot of words. (laughs) <laughs> I did have a lot of words. I got, I mean, when the, like I said, I went to the chair of the department and yeah. I told him what happened and he was so apologetic that he put me on a committee for the hospital where I talked to other parents and doctors about what it's like to have a child with rare disease. And I, wow. I sat on that committee for like a year. I love that. And so I was able to enter, I hope it made a difference, but, um, there's little things that you can do to try to combat all of that, but it's okay. it's exhausting. It is. It is exhausting yeah. because you're already trying to take care of your child that I'm telling you, we are in and out of doctor's appointments and hospitals constantly. Your whole schedule. And yeah. then it's, you're trying to, we have a small business. We're trying to run that. We're trying to take care of our son, our poor son, who's been... He's, he's on the sidelines. Side he's on the sidelines. He's yeah. got to take a second seat. Yeah, yeah, his whole life has changed. Yeah, and he, you know? and Kyle's right. His, he's now. Yeah, he, he's got like a middle child syndrome, and he's not even the middle child. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's got. You know, you try, and I'm educated, so I try to make sure he didn't get left behind. But he, he went through this phase too, where he, even though we were told, he, we told him he, she's not going to die. You know. Um, he was afraid she was going to die. He's worried about all these things. He, you know, he's, she's also getting all the attention. He's never said he's, he's, they're so beautiful together. They get along so well. He carries her around everywhere. But I worry that, you know, he didn't get the same attention. He didn't, I know he's, he's not resentful, but I still wanted to be able to provide it to him too. The same, the same amount of attention. But you can't. It's you. You're barely sleeping. You're researching all the time. You're running from one place to the next. Now you have to educate professionals about what's going on. You got to sit on a committee. You have to do all this other stuff. It's like I would pull over. I still do pull over sometimes between visits and stuff, and I just sleep in my car. You know. Wow. You get it where you can. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Just it to is. recharge. You got to recharge your yeah. batteries, and that yeah. was going to be one of my questions too. Is yeah. what are you doing for yourself? Do you and your husband play tag team on times where you can like go do something that is, you know, for yourself? I mean, we put so much time into this situation and, and I know Tiffany knows when my mom passed away 23 years ago, Mm -hmm. I was the, it was for two years, it was me and partially dad, but nobody else, none of, no other siblings. So, but I, there was once in a while, someone would say, Hey, I'm going to come and watch mom and you go do something like you go do something. And that was helped very very helpful. Do you guys do that for one another or what, what kind of, what kind of, um, what kind of things do you do to help keep you strong? I guess is my question. I do have a great husband. Um, he tries to come to as many appointments as he can with us. Uh, but you know, our relationship has, I I don't want to say suffered, but it's changed because we don't, you know, go out dating like we used to. We're not like out hanging with, hanging out with friends and, like I recently had my 50th birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even we can, admit We can that. scratch that out. I can put the people <laughs> over top of it in post. And I was like, no, don't make a big deal because all my friends over the last yeah. few years, you know, you throw COVID into this too and it's even crazier, mm-hmm. have asked me to do things. And I keep saying, I can't. I'm so tired. I can't. I've got to do this. And I turn them down constantly. And I'm like, I don't want you to make them feel like they have to come to some party that when I'm the one that keeps turning them away. But, you yeah. know, he planned a party and they came. But... No, you, you just don't have time for things like that. But I think prayer, meditation, we have amazing parent-in-laws. Um, 
luckily, like I said, we have a small business. We have a great staff. We've had our business for 20 something years. What is the business? Um, it's a health and wellness center that focuses on martial arts and nutrition and fitness and mental health, stuff like that. So I've like incorporated. Oh, so was it your martial arts? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. we, We started it together when we were, um, just out of high school, we started business together. Wow. And then I also started a nonprofit called Children's Rare Care, which is advocating for other families with children with rare diseases. But um, so I get the most pleasure in being with my kids. Yeah. And I know I, I'm, you know, we're running around everywhere, it. but yeah. she's 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 <laughs> get getting it. older. He's getting older. And I already get weepy when I see these videos of people leaving for college because I want them to go to college. Oh, but oh, it, I'm right there with you. Just oh, his daughter just went yeah. this week. Yeah. Oh, yes. I just can't imagine. And, and I want them to be independent and everything. But I know how quickly it goes and I know how much childhood yeah. she's lost. So I feel like I'm, uh, I'm trying to trying to constantly create moments with her and with him that last and can hopefully overshadow all the other stuff that's happened. Um, so right now that's where I, I get the most joy is just trying to be, create moments like that for them. I don't know if I answered the question or not, but. <laughs> no, you, you do. Um, and I think, um, with, with your situation too, that's extremely high on your priority list and to watch her be happy and have joy mm-hmm. and your son too. Mm-hmm. Um, and how old is he now? He's 14. Wow. So he's in high school. Yeah. He just started freshman yeah. year. Wow. And so and are him and Tristan in the same school? Too- no. Okay. So are you out that way near Redbug? Yeah. He goes to um, Bishop Moore. Okay. So you guys are the karate school she went to when he was little. Yeah. Yeah. He's been with us for Wow. No, I went there several he was times. Really yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Amazing my gosh. family. Amazing. So I met family. your husband. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I used to watch him. I used to go and watch Tristan. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I've been there to your yeah. show. <laughs> that's really awesome. Thank wow. You. Oh, that's amazing. And we were lucky because, um, we, our community really stepped up. Like, so in 2018, I changed our business to a B Corp, which um, the emphasis is having a positive impact on community and in your employees. It's a, okay. it, it's a for-profit business, but they believe they can make a difference in the world. So we started to get involved really big in the community and do a lot of pro bono work and just, and I think that almost prepared for a two, two years into that. And all of a sudden my daughter became sick and our community mm. just stepped in our employees, everything, they just stepped in. And if we wouldn't have had them, I don't, we would have lost our business. We would have just, it would have just been horrible. I cannot thank God enough or thank our community enough. Thank our staff enough for, for being there for us. Thank our family. I mean, our mother-in-law and father-in-law just have been amazing. And so we have, we have that support, but at the same time, you just feel really, really lonely. And I don't know if that makes sense. You feel super lonely and you're constantly feeling desperate and well, we're done taping. I definitely want to pray for you. Thank you. I have some frankincense in the other room. (laughs) I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious. And I wanted to share something else. Despite all this, my daughter is a happy kid. She is. She's a happy go lucky kid. I mean, she goes through her moments and she's had counseling for anxiety and stuff like that, but she has hope. She's a trooper. She she has strong faith. I mean. Right. So. Well, not a lot of that comes from you, too, and how you have 
how you have acted around her and not in panic, not in, not in derangement. Like you said, you had, it was everything you could do to not cry when the doctor was telling you this stuff and, or when they were telling you about procedures and then they put her to sleep for her IV and you were like, what the heck is going on? Like, don't talk like this in front of my daughter. Like, like you have been such a rock for her from, from how you described it uh, for your family, for your community, for your, for your employees, you know, for everyone to hear and see, you know, you are, you are such a strong person and, and I've only known you for an hour, you know, it's like, <laughs> I want you on my team, but you know, if I ever have to have a team, I want you on it. Uh, and one you. thing I did want to ask you was, um, let's, I want to kind of go back to your son, 14 year old son. So do you, do you notice that, uh, I've noticed in my life when, when, when there's been a sibling with a, 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 do- a, a sister or a brother who is either, you know, down syndrome or, or a, a, some sort of disabled of some sort or some sort of sickness that have caused them to have bad, you know, bad, you know, bad stuff happening to them and all this struggle and all these tests and all these hospitalizations all on the same lines. Do you find that your son is, is becoming a stronger person because of that? Like, do you see oh, that yes. in him? My the- son is so strong. I'm so proud of him. I'm, I'm proud of him because of the person that he is. He didn't get jealous. He stepped up, he carries her around everywhere, he takes care of her. And I saw when he started a new school after COVID, I found out from the teachers that for months there was this kid that had a broken leg and nobody was helping him out. For months, my son would carry his backpack everywhere he went for him. And I found this out from the teachers and the parents, they they called to say thank you and everything. So I see that um, he has compassion for other people. Um, so that's fantastic. I, I think that, you know, I don't like this. You have to look on the bright side and I think it sounds weird to say, but I think that her disease has made me a better parent, a more loving parent, a more patient of parent. Of course um, it has. There's and no made way me closer can. to both of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's a, right. there's a lot of negatives to it, but I think. Right. You, you know, know, it's like. One of the things I've recently listened to is every struggle is there's a success and it, for, for lack of better terms. So every hardship you go through, when you get through that hardship or when you finally find that one person that listens to you, that struggle was worth it for a reason. And, yeah. you know, right now, part of the struggle with, with everything that your son is seeing, he's becoming a young man who is just getting ready to understand what that means. If he's an, a freshman in high school, he's going to go getting ready to go through a bunch of changes himself yeah. that he's going to be ready for the rest of his life. And that's a good mm-hmm. thing. You know, even though this horrible situation with your daughter has helped him get there, it's still the it's still the silver lining like you said about that right and same thing with you you're going to create some amazing things i just can feel it i know it but what you're going through is is going to make you the strongest person to be this advocate that other people like you aren't going to have to go through the timing like you did they're going to be able to bridge that gap of of uncertainty and of confidence and you're going to be the one that teaches them that and that's a good thing so you know, just know that the struggle that you're going through, it's, it is all for the good, whether it's the good of how you're caring for your daughter, or if it's the good for the next person up that, that may you be introduced to you, that you're going to help accelerate that process, even though you had to go kind of through it the long way, unfortunately. Thank you for saying that. If I can just help one person, just one family, Mm -hmm. 
think that's that what this be, podcast is about. Yeah. We just want one. Honest, yeah, that's, and that's I a think t-shirt. one. <laughs> my daughter, she um, she's dead set on being an anesthesiologist. She wants to be the one that's yes. there to help them feel relaxed before they have to get any IVs in, and that's she just really cool. she. She just wants to be the one to help them stay calm. And when she talks about it, it's, it's really cool to hear. So, I mean, I think it's going to make her also a more compassionate person. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I imagine. I can't wait to meet her someday. I can't even imagine. Um, and 10 is such a, she's already very, very aware about that age is when, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, where they're becoming very aware. And for her, I think it had to start much sooner because she was forced into that. Mm-hmm. And she had to have an awareness and she knew it. I mean, it wasn't like she could just be five or just mm-hmm. be six. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend's daughter has um, Crohn's and was hospitalized very young they didn't know for a long time. And she says that now she's 20, she'll be 20 this month. And she didn't know really like ever what age that she wasn't cognitive about her disease Mm -hmm. and that there was a serious problem. And for years we didn't know that she would make it. Mm -hmm. We, I mean, now she's at a great weight. Um, I mean, so happy to see her Mm -hmm. looking amazing, but there were times we all just prayed every day. Mm-hmm. We just had to play and believe that she was going to live yeah. and believe without doubt because the reality was we didn't know. Yeah. Crohn's is a very serious disease. It's actually a common comorbidity with my daughter's disease. It's an auto-inflammatory oh, wow. disease. So a lot of, so then she a lot of kids that, that get, to... uh, so a lot of kids that get chromo also get um, Crohn's or all, and ulcerative colitis, other issues too. There's a vascular issue, but yeah, Crohn's is very serious disease. Yeah. Um, Oh my so word. is it, do you, is there anything that you want to tell our listeners, uh, like some place where they can go and and learn about advocacy? Anything you want the, what you would want someone to know that maybe in this situation, um, to where they can start, where they can where they can go to either get connected with you or to organizations that you found. Yes. Um, anything else that you can like yeah. you know the, like put your education hat hat on and see like (laughs) you've got the stage and everybody in the world can hear what you have to say about where they can go to get this help. Do you have anything to say about that? You're always welcome to contact me directly through children's rare care um, at gmail.com children's rare care at gmail.com. Also NORD, the national organization for rare diseases is a great resource. Um, And I would like to leave people with the thought that one small way that you can help is if you see somebody sharing on social media about a rare disease is to share the information with other people, to champion that person, to um, show some compassion. Because a lot of times I've seen people that share their journey with rare disease. I, I know some families on TikTok, they get some really bad hate comments, like they're just trying to get attention. And I want to say, yes, of course, they're trying to get attention. <laughs> they're trying to get attention because they want to save their child. They feel, first first of all, they want to save the child. They want to get the information out there. They also are very lonely and desperate. And part of the grieving process, because you are grieving, is reaching out to other people. And that's what everybody uses social media for. So rather than- Well, if you're drowning, you're going to say, somebody help me, please. I'm going to need somebody. So when you see that, try to um, not approach it from a judgmental position or mindset, but 
one from curiosity and open-mindedness and compassion and just reach out and a kind word or um, sharing their post or learning as much as you can if, if there's something that intrigues you. And also with my daughter's rare disease, which is, um, they say CROMO for the acronym, which is yeah. CRMO, which is chronic recurrent multifocal osteomyelitis. It's said to be a one in one million. It's wow. a rare disease, one in one million, but they think the prevalence is actually higher. So recognizing the symptoms, which is um, exacerbating, excruciating body pain. And a lot of times they get, if you know somebody that's been to the doctor over and over because um, they have had terrible leg pain, back pain, and they keep getting told that it's, uh, you know, just growing pains. Um, some of these families have gone so long that their child's spine has actually collapsed. They've been turned away so many times. Mm. They have bone breaks, oh, bone God. deformities. But if you know somebody that their child is just, they, st they start guarding their body, they start limping a lot, they're, they're not wanting to walk, and they keep going to the doctor and being told it's just atypical groin pains or something like that. I would love to just keep, get people to click and say, what if this could be that rare disease that that woman, Sheila, was talking about? And the more mm. awareness that we create, the more likely we can help people and they don't have to go through the same journey and wait a long time before they get help. That's really good information. It's terrifying. Um, I feel like the more we go into this with you, it just gets more terrifying. I did, <laughs> the longer we talk, I'm just like, wow, is there... Can this be worse? Um, so this is great information. And you said the name of your website is? Children's Rare Care. Okay. okay. And yes. that is great. And that's your group. You started yes, that. Yeah. Okay. Is that a dot .com or dot .org or? Dot .org. Wow. Dot .org. Okay. okay. Children's Rare Care dot .org. Care. I have, uh, and you can contact me directly through email also, or right. I don't mind sharing my phone number. I have people call, call me internationally. So I'm also okay. on social media. Okay. So, yeah. Which which ones? She, uh, Facebook is probably the best way to get okay. a hold of me. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. But, but I would like to say if you're finding me on social media, it's Sheila Roquefort hyphen Hain. So it's Sheila Roquefort R O C H E F O R T slash H O E H N. Yeah. Right. No, it's wonderful. I, I'm I'm impressed. I mean, the, I think my favorite thing is the B Corp. Um, you started that before these were problems. You were already this person you needed to be to be able to, ha ha to handle this trauma. And I feel like this just, that says so much um, about God and the universe and how he literally makes sure you have what you need. And people don't understand. They're like, yeah, well, why did this happen? Well, that's not how it works. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe people don't really understand that it doesn't work like that. I, I don't know. I've, I've had a lot of people say stuff. You've seen people say all sorts of things. And um, I mean, you know, it's very clear. We're going to fight with tribulation, mm -hmm. sickness, and, and mm -hmm. death. It, it says we're going to deal with that. It's not a thing. Um, yeah. But you you can't just expect to have nothing. But the reality is you were you had so much with you when you went into mm -hmm. it so much, so much help, so many, so much support and love and a really good base. You had started this beforehand when, um, I just don't know what, what it would have been like. Like you said, you would have lost your business. Yeah. I mean, he had you set up. He's like, okay, it's kind of like Joseph in the famine. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the famine's coming, fill up everything because it's going to be seven years. I can't stop it, but this is what's going on. And I think that's the that's the best thing anybody can do. It's just always ask, you know, let That's me be prepared. That's a great analogy. I had um, a similar thing 
if you, when you listen to the show about our, my insanity, um, I was just like a nightmare. I, I had a minister friend recently say that, and she was praying for me. And she told everyone before she started, she's like, what she went through was like the worst nightmare. <laughs> and they're like, and then you want to say that it got, could get better, but it just kept getting worse. <laughs> And I just started crying because it was so true, but God had done some amazing things for me so that I was taken care of in the last year and a half. I was set up, taken care of. I, there's no way it could have played out better. Now I wasn't okay. Right. But mm -hmm. I had everything I needed to not be okay. And, um, I think a girlfriend said it best to me. She was like, he already knew how you react. <laughs> and so I had the resources to heal the way I handle things. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was in a healthy manner, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, I did, I, I did, I did it. And I will say, I'm really, really grateful that mm -hmm. that was set up that way. It was almost mm -hmm. like on the dot. I mean, there was a, a little, little window of problem, but not enough, um, at the time. And it was literally just a gift, mm -hmm. you know, just, I know this sucks. It's going to be really bad. And here you go. Mm -hmm. And, um, you guys, you guys were really blessed that way. I mean, and I do believe our faith calls for that. I'm mm -hmm. really big in manifesting. I truly believe where our brain is, our actions are, and everything else will follow, which mm -hmm. includes bad stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And people don't recognize that. And there's a reason why God specifically says, I think Jesus says it, what over 300 times, do not fear, mm -hmm. like specifically as an order. And if you really recognize that on such a level that we can't walk away from, because at any point, if you would have lived in complete fear instead of faith, it could have went, it would have went totally different. And I absolutely believe mm -hmm. it. And, and you didn't have that determination and grit that it took to get through it. And something you said before we started this, you were talking about limiting beliefs and then talking about manifestation. I just think constantly I'm trying to approach it from a growth mindset. Yeah. Like how can I grow and become better? And that's, it's super easy for me to say because I try to do it that way. Sometimes I just break down and then I'm like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop feeling sorry for, you know, mm -hmm. just get up, put one foot in front of the other and do what you have to do and, and make the best of it. And I just, I try to do that and I try to instill that in my kids, you know, and I realize it's going to be hard. It's not always that easy, but I, I like what you said about limiting beliefs and manifestation and just the whole growth mindset. We'll be tapping really in important. on it. Well, I'll be doing an episode on it and I, um, I've been able to manifest pretty much whatever. My manifestation abilities grow tremendously over about 20 years, but it's something broke. And that's why I really want, I had to really like zone in on it, right? And find mm -hmm. out what's going on. And I found out I wasn't as broke as I thought, but there were just areas of disbelief that I couldn't have. That unacceptable expectancy and belief I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. What I've learned is that broken can actually be beautiful. And that sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah. But. Kelly Clarkston. Yeah. Right? <laughs> broken can be beautiful because it puts us more in touch with our humanity and the humanity of other people. Yeah. 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 I think um, it was the get up part. Um, so two years ago when the newest Matrix came out, it just made me cry every time, but it is really horrible. And I watched it. And something about it resonated with me so huge on such a level. I remember watching it and it, 
I looked at my ex-husband and I said, that is, that's, that's me. This isn't real and nothing we're living in is real. Hmm. And I don't, I really believe it. Like the minute all of this fell apart, nothing isn't the same. Hmm. It's like my life that it was is gone and that wasn't real and I wasn't living in it. And it's as if it just dwindled away into dust. It's nothing. Hmm. And I remember through this time in the last year, like you said, get up. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many days I just was like, get up. I refused mm-hmm. to have a day where I spent the whole day in bed. Now there's times I was sick and I had to, mm-hmm. which were hard for me because I was programming my brain every day not to do it. So now I had this internal fight. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I will always use movies as references and songs. So people watching, you should just get used to it. And if that's not you, <laughs> just watch a different show. Um, I <laughs> If you're not watching sci-fi, you probably shouldn't watch this show. Um, <laughs> I have a really well, there's a there's a little earwig. Wars. There's a little yeah. There's a little earwig at the beginning and the end of every one of our shows that uh, yes, that R2-D2. pays homage to our love of of R two D two. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I remember in the Matrix when she was like Trinity, get up, get up, and I feel that. That's that moment. Every mom, and I remember mm-hmm. even watching it and feeling every mom goes through it. I had no clue how bad it was going to be. And you, you said it, there's times you get up and you're just like, get up. And for you, I think you had reason. You've got your kids. Mm-hmm. You have, that's a huge thing to get mm-hmm. up for. I didn't really have anything. I had sometimes harder nothing. to fight for ourselves than it is to fight for the people we love. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I will not, ne- I would throw myself under a bus for my kid mm-hmm. million times over. But when you're the only reason you have to get up, mm-hmm. there's, um, that's, it's not easy mm-hmm. because it's not a good enough reason sometimes. And, um, there's that part in the, in the new matrix where she remembers who she is. And I remember watching it and it changed my life for the first time. And I knew it at that point, I was not this person. And it was every time, like the first time we saw it and he was like, you're crazy, you're ridiculous. But I knew it. And he goes, I know somehow you're going to blame this on me. And I'm like, literally thinking in my boot, brain. Here's another one. If the boot fits. Say that again. If the boot fits. I mean, really? It, it, it There was just this moment of knowing it. this was like two years. I mean. And um, I look back on all that stuff and think about everything it was and everything I went through and oh dear God. <laughs> when yeah. we go through it, when you watch my show, you're just be like, wow. Um I'm I so still... excited for your show. I want to see every single episode. I mean <laughs> I think you're gonna still wish I think you're still gonna be glad you're in your situation. <laughs> I think you're gonna watch you know, give me some perspective. You're gonna right? watch my show and you're gonna be like Wow, I am so glad this is my plight. I really don't want that. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. I mean, there is, um, it, there are things that happen that make things look easier, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that God, you're you you have to have strength through it. But really, faith. We talked about that before we started taping. How do people make it? Yeah. How do they make it? What are they? I mean, people are like, I just believe it'll work out. That's great, and I'm glad because that's still faith in something, right? But I don't know. I think I can't make it. I mean, I don't know. Kyle and I pray together quite often and I can't even imagine getting 
where we are now in this episode, this show, this series of everything we're doing without prayer. Mm-hmm. And there have been many, many times where we just had to stop and pray. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you have each other. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, you know what I have? He can tell you. I have a really good friend group. I have a good support group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. really, really thankful for it. Like you said, if you, the community and your, and your stuff, you had already started that. They were just held you up. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's important. I think we need to put ourselves out there because you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. And um, it is easy when you're an extrovert because you're putting yourself out there unknowingly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take effort. But I do encourage people to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Put themselves out there. If you see someone in need and they need help, just do it. And um, it is easy for me to naturally be like, someone needs help. I'm going to fix mm-hmm. it. Someone needs a place to stay. Stay here. I don't I don't have any issue with it. Stay here for three months. Whatever you need. I don't care. If I can help you, I'll help you. It does not. No skin off my back. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's not that easy in mm-hmm. their mind, their psychological position of it. But whatever you can do, do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can do, you see someone in need, help them. If all you can do is make them a dish or buy them a dish right. or um, hire. I remember one time I hired someone to clean someone's house. I just knew they couldn't. And you just have to do what you can do no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do anything but pray, then pray. Mm-hmm. And um, I took a class on, uh, um, it, it was energy. It was, it was using energy um, and it was heart called heart, heart math. And you're focusing on good vibrations and sending them out. And it really let me see in one moment how all that works, mm. how your thoughts, your energy affect an area. And they had done studies. And when they all one day looked at one place and decided to put that good positive energy there, um, it was changing the environment in mm. that area. And when they did the studies and we talked about it, I was like, well, that's, that's how prayer works. Mm-hmm. I do think there's an extra battery pack with God yeah. and with that. And I think people not using it, they miss <laughs> out. A boost. A <laughs> boost, yeah. Boost. It's like, you know, a Mario Brothers. Entering Jesus. The little, yeah. <laughs> you get that power boost. Hey, I, I'm serious. I think it's like that extra, yeah. that extra engine power. But I mean, we need that, right? right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, yep. there's that days, there's those days. So energy matters so much. Oh yeah. Really the type of people really you're does. around. Yeah. Yep. The vibration of the yep. people you're around. <clears throat> it is people. Um, and, and I, and energy is so important. It's not, it's not you. It's not new age. It's not humanistic. It's reality. Mm-hmm. It's within our body. Mm-hmm. Our, our mm-hmm. cells are touching. They move all the time. Our energy is yep. important. And when your energy is off, it will affect everything in your life. Yep. And um, I think the most amazing thing you've done is be able to keep the energy and the atmosphere at your home at a positive level. And despite all the craziness going on, you somehow do it. Yeah. And, and you're holding up your husband too. Right. Oh, he's and, holding me and up. You guys yeah. are, <laughs> you, you're holding each other up. You guys yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, yeah something like this will split people up mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. hasn't split you up what do you think the key factor is yeah I, I i can't see i've met her husband and he really does love her mm-hmm. yeah he, <laughs> he puts up with me what is the what do you think the reason is that it's it's worked and not made you guys fall apart i think we had a heads up with our training and our experience with people that mm-hmm. um that I was very familiar because I've counseled people that when they lose a child or there's a 
a huge money issue or there's somebody sick in the family, a lot of marriages fall apart. So you know this ahead of time. And we also had a unique relationship going in. I mean, I've been dating him since high school. Yeah. Um, that gives you a good bond. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's been trial and tribulations between us. It's It hasn't been easy that we've had our our issues, but we know we love each other and we we want to be there for our children and for each other. Um, I get satisfaction out of knowing that one day we're going to be 80 sitting together, knowing that we went through all these different things in life. And it just feels so meaningful for me to know that I had a best friend through all of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think what you just said is a, a good thing. Um, you didn't just marry a person. You, you married someone you already were oh, very connected to on a deep mm -hmm. level. Yeah. That's, that's really, really important. Mm. I think it's right. really important. Sometimes I don't do know. I, do I, I didn't do that, but that would be. <laughs> Sometimes when he's walking away, I do this. Yeah. You know, but well, that's, know, I don't really want to strangle him. It's no. just, you know. <laughs> no, well, everybody, all, all of us men yeah. have to be strangled once in a while to get our, our act together. I'm, yeah. I'm humble when it comes to that. I know I, that the I, woman is a, a superior. Well, let me say it. I know that women are a superior species, period. I get that. He, he was I knew that back when I, I knew that because of my mom. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, that's Ellie. Yeah. Um, yep. No, his mom scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny and I were just talking about it. Your brother was yeah. with Kenny and we were just talking about it. I'm like, God, Kyle doesn't get it. Like she was scary. Yeah. And I was always nice, but every time I walked in, she walked in and I was there. It was back in high school. I always felt like we were doing something bad. We weren't. We never <laughs> did. But oh my God, she just looked at me like, what are you up to? What do you want with right. my son? I don't want anything. I just, oh, I want to tell you, buddies, I don't know. <laughs> I want to tell you also, my well, daughter, she, she's written two children's books. My daughter, my son yes. wrote, wow. wrote this, Oh my gosh. Where together. can they get them? Oh my they're, gosh. They're, they're on Amazon, but my son. Okay. We're going to put that link in there. Let me see. Yeah, yes, send me the they link. Wrote, they wrote something special Oh my God. I get to keep the book. Yeah. And she also oh. just had a second book come Look out. Look at this, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. This touches me so deeply. Oh my gosh. We are going to get that link in the, in the description. Her link will okay, be there on. and we'll put it put on our website too. In here. You, you won't. You it, look, it, you can't, but much. there, you yeah, can there see go. that she wrote something to oh, us. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Oh my God. Dear Tiffany and thank you for helping kids with rare diseases. Oh my gosh. Making that's amazing. Making the world a better place. Oh. Okay. What is it? I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, her first name is Lael. Lael. She, she oh was going God. by Lily for the longest time, but now she wants to go by Lael. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for everything you guys do. I, I believe people come into your life for a reason. Absolutely. So, oh, Kyle and I both believe that. Very great. But Kyle and I believe it a lot. I, we met a woman Absolutely. last year when we started talking about this, who's um, deaf. I forget. Her and I are very good friends now, and I forget all the time she's deaf. I'll walk out of the room talking. She's like, I'm still deaf, <laughs> Tiffany. Still deaf. I can't hear you. So I have to be looking at her. She reads lips, but she's 20% deaf in one ear, so she can hear a little bit if I'm next to her. And uh, we met her day drinking at Disney Springs at Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> and um, that's when we decided we need to start having guests. We were like, we need to do this with, we need to interview her. We need to do this yeah. bigger. And it just kind of evolved and God, it's amazing. I keep we're doing here. it. Look, we're doing it. <laughs> we're we're doing here. It. 
You did just the elite you walked into it. You manifested yeah. it. You made it happen. Yeah. We did. Yeah. And and it was something we knew when the moment we spoke it, it was it was speaking it into existence. Mm-hmm. Like neither one of us had doubt or worry. Like even no. recently I was speaking to a, a I was actually doing a different podcast at the time and yeah. we were gonna get yeah. them on that and it just it, it fizzled out. And it it fizzled out because this this energy of this idea was so Pushed much stronger. Else away. I needed yeah. to put my energy into this one and not anything else. And and really, oh wow! Like honestly, the the I was talking to this manifestor lady lately, and I had been going over stuff because I'm already uh, like she's like you're you're where I wish all my clients could be eventually. She was, but but I knew I had a a disbelief and a limiting belief section that needed to be taken out. I need to figure it out. So I went to so many people. I mean, <laughs> I don't care what religion they were. I'm like, what am, where's my gap in my limiting belief? And she looks at me and she's like, but you're not worried about the show. I said, no, she goes, I'm not either. She goes, this is, you've got this. She goes, yeah, I, I worry about it so much. Convinced. You don't have to worry about it. Cause I worry about it. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just not. Do. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to, yo God, <laughs> anyone watching and listening, Kyle's phenomenal. Um, we do work well together. Like you said at the beginning, we fight like siblings. We do. And I don't ever care if he's upset. We don't our, We don't ruffle each other's feathers. We don't really care. If you read some of our text messages, you'd be like, wow, they don't like each other. There's a lot of F-words back and forth in this. That's, wow. He just... He just said that to her. Oh my god! I, I and I'm said just that like to my sister. No. Yeah, like, <laughs> we even, but we we really don't ruffle each other's feathers. Everything works out well. We are we understand each other's issues, and that um, you know, so it works out really nice. But he's very compassionate, and this is what I like about it: is to not making me be different. Like you said it with your voice the first day. I was like, what are we going to do about my mouth? We're going to get letters. And he's like, they're cause comments and they make money. He goes, but we're not changing Tiffany. He goes, we're not, which is something I never heard um, in my marriage ever. Um, It was always, you're not good enough. And you, you know, you got to be different. But I, I knew that I couldn't be different. I knew that what the energy I have was the greatness. Mm -hmm. And I also believe when people are short-sighted, like doctors, attorneys, people who believe that they've come to this level of knowledge that now they know all that's, that is a limiting belief in itself. Mm -hmm. And you're dealing, and you deal with that with the rare diseases, you deal with it with the invisible diseases. And I think that, you know, circling back to all of this, we have to, um, we have to stick together and keep people's voice. You have to give people encouragement to keep their voice and to teach them how to use that voice. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you've done on many occasions, especially with this helping people with suicide recovery. I mean, in everything you're facing right now, my word. Yeah. Your faith is everything. So, all right. So we do want to wrap up, right, Kyle? So let's do that. (laughs) We're we're pushing that. We're pushing one. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh yeah. I was looking. I was like, this is great. That's the one thing is with Kyle and Tiffany in the room, we could, we could talk we could talk <laughs> even through our sleep. We can still have a talk. So <laughs> I don't know if she saw our intro yet, but that was pretty funny. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we've got uh, to do more funny because people watch it and we all have yeah, all these crying like, episodes. All serious, yeah. yeah. You guys are, that's, what's great about you guys too, is that you can talk about these issues, but you're so witty and clever that you can make, you know, you make it fun and funny too. <gasps> We're witty and clever. Kyle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. 
Well, I, I wish know. I was there I don't to know give if you. Jen, thanks for waiting and clever. Sometimes we're doing stuff. Yeah, she's yeah, like... we're just a little too much for her. But she's All also right, an guys. introvert. All right, she's I an extra introvert. Leave the room. You guys have fun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and not in that way. <laughs> no, she's she's um, no, she trusts us impeccably. But the point is, she just we overwhelm her. Yeah. And when the two of us are together, <laughs> like, nope. we even asked well, her if we came to Disney, do you want to come? She's like, no, nope. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> All right, Tiffany, wrap it up. Let's let's make sure that we tell people to subscribe and like and share. If you are listening to this and and somebody enters your heart or into your brain about that they're having their own struggles with the medical field and and, uh, patient advocacy, well, it's hard for me to say that word. If you know of anybody that way, if you are dealing with that yourself, don't hesitate. Uh, Sheila has put herself out there to help you out and to be at a, a, a voice of understanding and direction that you don't have to start where she started. You can kind of catch up through her experience, which is what, what the elite few is all about. We're bringing you people that are trying to help you accelerate your situation, whatever that may be. Yeah. So, like share subscribe and Tiffany, got anything last things to say? I absolutely do. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We love having you here. We love you. We're so excited that you're joining us and stay fabulous. And that's a wrap for this powerful episode of The Elite Few, where we chat with those people making this a fabulous, extraordinary world who are making the difference in the lives of others. A huge thank you to our host, Tiffany Feeney, and our extraordinary guest, Sheila Hain. Please share her story with everyone so we can make that change in children's rare diseases. Remember to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. Your support keeps us going. From all of us here at The Elite View, I'm Kyle Goodnight. We thank you and look forward to catching you on the next episode.